0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's introductory teaching in our series in the book of Matthew called The Gospel of the Kingdom."
1: We are transitioning to the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of the kingdom. We're going to be on Sundays in the book of Matthew for uh, the future ahead of us, as long as it takes. And today we're going to do an introduction to that book, and it is the gospel of the kingdom. We'll be digging that out as we go through the book today. We are going to do one verse and then you can go home, (laughs) but actually one verse at living truth. Will be the full amount of time because we are going to be all over the Bible looking at the topic of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. I would tell you this if you can get this concept understood and lived out, it will be really transformative in your life because the Christian life is not about just saying a sinner's prayer and getting your uh, certificate to make it into heaven. The kingdom of God is much bigger than that. And I'm going to give you several Ps. That I'll kind of slow down and give them to you along the way. But we're called to pray it, pursue it, preach it. It's to be our priorities and even our purpose. All of this is related to the kingdom of God. And we're going to dig that out as we look at Matthew. We'll turn to the book of Luke and the book of Acts. I'll give you a few Old Testament scriptures. I just want to kind of whet your appetite in terms of this concept because we belong to a kingdom, and we have a king who is reigning. And one day he will rule and reign from Jerusalem, but he wants us to be about his business, and we'll be talking about that. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for all the precious people who have come this morning, those who are joining us via live stream. We are grateful for each precious soul, each citizen of the kingdom, and even those who are potential citizens of the kingdom. We thank you. We want to have understanding as to what you would say. You are our Lord. And another way to say that is that you are our king. And we want to have kingdom priorities. So would you give us understanding as we open the word of God? Show us who we are, what you've done for us, but also show us what we're to do with it. And we thank you for this time together. We pray that you'd move by the power of your Holy Spirit and be glorified in these moments that we have together. In Jesus' name, all God's people said... Amen. So we're doing an introduction to the book of Matthew. Matthew 1.1. If you open up there and look on with me, it reads this way. The record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, or the Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, whenever you run into genealogies or genealogical lists in your Bible, most of us say, what is that? And How do you pronounce those names and what is the purpose of these long lists of names in our Bible? Well, in the scriptures, genealogies were meant to give people the understanding of who had land rights and who could inherit the priesthood and the throne. So priests and kings came from certain lines within Israel. So if you were a priest, you came from the line of Levi And if you were a king, you came from the line of Judah. And so this is why genealogies are really important. Now, we're not going to get into the rest of this this Sunday. That's for a future study. But the word genealogy, if you just look at the word, it has the root idea of genesis. So a genealogy is the genesis of a person. That is, where did they come from? What is their family line? Who are their ancestors? And Matthew, with the genealogy of Jesus, is going to establish where Jesus comes from on a human plane. And he is trying, Matthew is trying and will, establishing Jesus' credentials as the king. Most scholars believe that what you have in Matthew is a genealogy coming from Joseph, who's the adoptive father of Jesus, not his biological father. And then in Luke 3, you have the genealogy running through the line of Mary. So this couple that are the parents of Jesus, you have two genealogies. Matthew's is through Joseph. And notice that he says it's the book of the genealogy, the genesis of Jesus. Now, Jesus is his name. That name means Yahweh is salvation or Yahweh saves. The Hebrew form of the name is Yeshua. So Jesus' name was God saves or Yahweh saves, Yeshua. Christ, translated Messiah in some of the modern versions, is the anointed one. It is not his last name. It is his title. He is Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the Christ. And Christ in Greek and Hebrew literally means the anointed one. So when Saul was going to be anointed as the first king over the nation of Israel, he was anointed with oil. David, a king after God's own heart, was anointed with oil. The anointed one is God's select vessel. And in this case, it points to his kingship. You could say Jesus the Christ or Jesus the king. Jesus who is Lord. When we... Tell people about the sinner's prayer in Romans 10, 9. It reads this way. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We confess Jesus not just as Savior, he is our Savior, but as our Lord. Lord is a synonym for king. His lordship over our lives is what we're getting to. So the genealogy, the genesis of Jesus is he's the Christ, the king, the anointed one. Notice how he walks this out now. He's the son of David. Now, why is David important in the genealogy of Jesus? Because in 2 Samuel 7, if you're taking notes, verses 12 through 16, David was promised that one of his descendants would sit on his throne forever. That descendant is the greater son of David, Jesus the Christ. Jesus will sit on the throne of David forever. That is the fulfillment of that promise. So Jesus had to come from the line of David or the, the line of Judah. The scepter will not depart from Judah, Genesis 49 says. So this is a prophecy about the king. And Jesus will fulfill that prophecy when he sits on the throne of David, ruling and reigning from Jerusalem in what we know as the millennial kingdom or the future reign of Christ. He's the son of David as he establishes the credentials for his kingship and he's the son of Abraham. Now Abraham was the father of the nation and Abraham was told in Genesis 12 through you all the nations will be what? blessed. So Jesus is the king and the blessing of his kingship will come to all nations. He is the ruler of heaven and earth. He is over all the nations of the world. So right out of the gate, in Matthew 1, verse 1, you have the kingly credentials. He's the Christ, the Lord, the King, the Son of David from the right uh, kingly line, the Son of Abraham, speaking of His blessing, which will move throughout all nations, including our nation, the United States of America, which has also been permeated and touched by the kingdom of God or the gospel of the kingdom. And so this is the beginning of the book of Matthew. And this was the priority of Jesus's preaching. The kingdom of God is mentioned in the book of Matthew almost 40 times with a variation, the kingdom of heaven. I'll I'll explain that in a moment. But the kingdom of God as a topic comes up over 150 times in the New Testament. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, or simply the kingdom. Now, 35 times in Matthew's gospel, he uses kingdom of heaven instead of the kingdom of God. Some have made a lot out of this variation. There's not much to it. Let me explain it. This is what I believe is happening. Matthew's primary audience is Jewish, where Mark was written to more Gentiles in Rome, and Luke was written by a Gentile doctor to a Gentile audience. Matthew's target is a Jewish audience. And the Jews were very careful about the use of the name of God. They were very careful not to just frivolously over and over again mention God's name. They would say the name. Or they would even use heaven as a synonym for God. This is John 3.27. John the Baptist says these words. A man would have nothing unless it had first been given to him from heaven. Now, John doesn't mean that heaven gave him the stuff. He's not talking about the place. Heaven is a synonym for God. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights, from God. So Jews would sometimes use heaven or other expressions to be careful to not pronounce or overuse the name of God. And I believe that's simply what Matthew is doing. So we're gonna see kingdom of heaven more than kingdom of God in Matthew, but in Luke, Kingdom of God comes up some thirty different times, and 150 different times in the New Testament. The point is this: the Kingdom of God is a very huge and important subject, and we need to understand what it is. It was, in fact, the primary uh, message of Jesus. Take a look at Matthew three. Look ahead just for a moment. John the Baptist says these words. He's preaching, and he says, "Repent." For the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. If you skip ahead to Matthew 4 and look at verse 17, Jesus begins to preach and it says, From that time, Matthew 4, 17, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now this preaching of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven was John's message, it was Jesus' message, And when they say repent, I think this is what they're saying. Turn to the king. Turn away from what you've been worshiping, whether it might be, you know, the emperor of Rome or your idols or your money or whatever your God may be, and turn to the true king, the kingdom of God and the king.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes, you can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons, and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: For the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is at hand. If you skip ahead to Matthew 4 and look at verse 17, Jesus begins to preach, and it says from that time, Matthew 4, 17, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now this preaching of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven was John's message, it was Jesus's message. And when they say repent, I think this is what they're saying. Turn to the king. Turn away from what you've been worshipping, whether it might be, you know, the emperor of Rome or your idols or your money or whatever your god may be, and turn to the true king, the kingdom of God and the king. Turn over to the book of Matthew. You got, I'm sorry, Luke. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look at Luke chapter four. Jesus' preaching prioritized the kingdom. It was his topic. Take a look at uh, Luke four forty two. It reads this way. When day came, Jesus departed and went to a lonely place, Luke four forty two, and the multitudes were searching for him and came to him tried to keep him from going away from them, that's what I would do as well. I would never want him to leave. And he said to them, I must preach, Luke four forty three, the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Notice in your Bible, a purpose statement, which, which is pretty rare in scripture, was that Jesus came to preach the kingdom of God and he had to preach it to different cities and he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. If you turn to the book of Acts, which is a little bit to your right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts chapter one, Jesus has risen from the dead. Luke is also the author of the book of Acts and Luke records post-resurrection appearances of the Lord and tells us what Jesus was up to in that 40 days after the resurrection when he appeared multiple times. Here's what it says. To these, Jesus Presented himself alive, Acts one three, after his suffering, after the resurrection, by many convinc- convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days, and speaking of the things concerning what's your Bible say, the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom. If you turn back to Matthew chapter four, is mentioned in Matthew four twenty three. If you're taking notes, Matthew nine thirty five. Matthew twenty-four fourteen and Luke sixteen sixteen. One more time. Matthew four twenty-three, nine thirty-five, twenty-four, fourteen, and Luke sixteen, sixteen. Let me give you the first one to look at together. Matthew four twenty-three reads this way. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, where he did most of his earthly ministry, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Now that's the title that we'll be using, the the grand theme throughout this study of the book of Matthew. Notice, he was healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people and news about him spread throughout all Syria. Jesus went throughout all Galilee, verse 23, proclaiming the kingdom of God. Flip over to Matthew 9. Look at verse 35. We're just going to see the places where the gospel of the kingdom is mentioned. Matthew 9:35 and 36 reads this way. Jesus Matthew 9:35 was going throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them. Because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without the shepherd, without a shepherd. And then he prays, he tells them to pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out more workers. Skip ahead to Matthew 24. This is the famous Olivet discourse. Jesus preached this from the Mount of Olives. This is the famous section about the end times. Some believe the fall of Jerusalem and the end times. And here's what Matthew 24, 14 says: Jesus speaking. You've probably heard a lot of preaching about this lately because people have been talking about the end of the age and the end of the world. And here's what Jesus says, Matthew twenty four thirteen, But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This, what's your Bible say? Gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Now, how important is that, brethren, that this is the topic that Jesus says must be preached throughout all the world before the end can come? I don't know if we've heard a sermon about that lately, but that is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, which will be a further in-depth study that we'll do together. And so we have this gospel of the kingdom. Let me give you a couple of words that will help us. First of all, gospel means good news, right? Or glad tidings. The Greek word for gospel is euangelion. And it simply just means that the glad tidings are the good news. What's the good news? Well, it's the gospel of the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Let me give you a Greek word here that will help us as we move along. The word is basileia in Greek for kingdom. It's spelled B-A-S-I-L-E. E-I-A, Basileia. It's the concept of the ruler of a king, the king ruling a kingdom or a domain. It speaks of royalty and rule, this word for kingdom. And it's the concept of a monarchy. Now, when Jesus said kingdom to a first century Jewish audience, they would have no problem understanding what he meant. For Western ears, it's a little different. Why? Because what are we used to? A constitutional republic. We could say a democracy. And we have a part in the system. We vote. We elect leaders. We hope that our views will be represented by our representative leaders. That's kind of a Western form of government. But that's not how the ancient world operated. The ancient world knew kings who ruled over kingdoms. In fact, at the time that Jesus was on the earth, King Herod was ruling over that area. And King Herod was threatened by King Jesus when the wise men came to worship him and said, where's the king of the Jews? And Herod was like, I'm the king of the Jews. And in Matthew chapter 2, he tries to kill all the babies to eliminate a threat to his throne. Monarchs, were pretty much unaccountable rulers. They made their own laws. They could execute you on the spot if they wanted to. They had rule over their domain. In the Old Testament, we see Daniel, for example. Daniel uh, goes into Babylonian captivity, and the king of that time where Daniel first goes into captivity is Nebuchadnezzar, if you're a VeggieTale fan. Nebuchadnezzar. And he rules with an iron fist. And Daniel is uh, in the court of the king and influencing the king. And after Nebuchadnezzar came King Darius. And Darius was the king where we have the story of the lion's den. What happened? Well, some of his, uh, you know, underlings tried to get this law out that he signed. Nobody can pray to any god except the king for 30 days. What did Daniel do? Went into his room, opened the windows toward Jerusalem, and prayed three times.
0: You've been listening to The Gospel of the Kingdom, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's introductory teaching for the book of Matthew. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We would also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teachings today. Or maybe you have a question about something else or need encouragement or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word.
1: Well, is the kingdom of God new to you? You know, it's interesting when you do a study on the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, it's all over the Gospels. And it's even in the book of Acts where Paul says in Acts 20, I went around preaching the kingdom. Acts 28, Paul says, I preached the kingdom. I think it's twice there. in the very last chapter of the book of Acts is Paul is presenting the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom is the gospel. They're not two distinct things, although that seems to be debated in some theological circles. The gospel is about the King, Jesus, who died on the cross, rose from the dead, purchased us with his blood to bring us into the kingdom of light. And when we make disciples, we are extending the kingdom. Our call is to make disciples. So, The kingdom of God is the rule of God over the people of God, wherever they may be, whether you're listening right now in another country, whether you're across the United States from us, uh, we're in California, maybe you're in Florida or New York or wherever you may be. Maybe you're a podcast listener. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard us or about the kingdom of God. And you're like, what is the kingdom of God? What is this thing that John and Jesus and Paul preached? I want to know more. It's an intriguing topic. And I'll tell you what, more is coming because it's going to be the focus of the teaching all throughout the Gospel of Matthew. And I think the biggest thing we could say is Jesus is the king. And so we want to focus on the kingdom of God and serving our king. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. Do you know him today? Is he your king? You know, think of the word king synonymous as the word Lord. anointed one. They would anoint kings and priests. In this case, Jesus is the anointed Messiah king. Do you follow him as your king? Maybe you say, well, I said a sinner's prayer at a camp when I was 10. Okay. And the Lord can certainly honor that. But let me ask you, do you follow Jesus as your king? Is he more than just a ticket to heaven when you die? Do you live for the kingdom of God? Do you serve the king and the citizens of the kingdom of God? These are questions that are really good ones to ask. And we will explore this more as we move through the gospel of Matthew.
0: Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You've got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's introductory teaching for the book of Matthew called The Gospel of the Kingdom. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.